Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Sunday, April the 10th, 2022. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over the DFS and prize pick slate for this final day of the NBA regular season. What I wanted to do today is take a little bit different approach rather than trying to jam in all 30 teams here with, you know, 10 designations per team and just confusing everything. Uh, what I've done in preparation here is I've pulled out the 10 teams that need to win today, that their standing or their seeding will be affected whether they win or lose. Now, some teams may be affected by another team uh, losing or winning ahead of them, but they're all close enough that I believe these 10 teams that I'm going to highlight will be the 10 teams to build your DFS lineups from, again, because they have something to play for, and <clears throat> also choose some prize picks, uh, plays uh, from this group as well. I'll also mention a couple other flyers um, from the other teams as we go through these, uh, each, and we'll go through each one as they're going to play <clears throat> as the day goes on. Okay, let's take a look at the first team. The Charlotte Hornets, their uh, team in position uh, to move their seeding. And they have an implied total of 123.75 in an, uh, a game that has a total of 234 against the Wizards. So certainly an outstanding target here. I think you can easily pay up for a LaMelo Ball at 9-2. There's going to be plenty of value uh, to find. Now, it's not going to be... Uh, the massive value that you would see unless you're going to, uh, you know, put a few of the guys in from some of the teams that are sitting everybody, which you very well can do. But I'm going to focus on these key plays from the main teams so that we can at least narrow the field uh, by that much. You also have a great price on Terry Rozier at 6'6". He is high on my radar for this game. Miles Bridges is at a more affordable 7'3". Those are the three guys I would focus on here. If Washington is able to keep this close, I think all three of them should make their value, you know, 5X plus 10 easily. And then if you want to go a little deeper, it's possible, but I don't think it's really necessary, um, again, across the board. <clears throat> all right, second team. It's the Brooklyn Nets, and we all know we've got a couple of uh, fantastic payup options here. This is an important game for them. They're playing the Brooklyn Nets. They are a 16 and a half point favorite, but it's a 239 total. So you got to love that. And the Nets have that 127.75 implied total. I think that <clears throat> going to either Kyrie Irving at 10-3 or Kevin Durant at 11-8 makes perfect sense here. Again, there's a way to make these uh, lineups work. Um, they are very expensive, but they're certainly, you know, two of the top guys uh, that you can get on this entire slate. I uh, wouldn't go with both. I think that's uh, going to be a little bit too difficult to build out the rest of the lineup. <clears throat> so I think the correlation here is you make that choice uh, between Durant and Irving. If you want to go with a secondary guy, Bruce Brown at 5'5 five, five is a decent play. Uh, Drummond and Claxton are somewhat splitting minutes at center now, so I'm not going to uh, push any deeper there. 
Um, so the Nets, uh, a key team in this mix uh, today. And I think having one of those two, Irving or Durant, are, are necessary. All right, the third team is the Milwaukee Bucks. They can still move the one spot. And it looks as though their guys are going to play. Uh, we need to see who all is going to sit. Um, right now, but a win would not uh, would help them move a spot in the seeding. So Milwaukee right now has Giannis as um, probable. So it looks like he's going to play. The, the decisions will be with uh, Brooke Lopez, who's doubtful, and Chris Middleton, doubtful, and Bobby Portis, doubtful. So let's see what rolls out this game. If it's just Giannis and none of the others, then obviously he's the smartest payup on the entire slate. If Giannis happens to join the other group, uh, you know, then we need to talk about Drew Holiday being the top payup, you know, with when two of the big three sit, uh, you know, you want to grab the other guy that's in there. If it's Holiday and Giannis, then it makes it a little bit uh, more difficult, but you could look at either one. Um, if for some reason, again, the majority of them sit, you have those backup cheap plays in a Pat Connerton at 3-7, Jordan Noir at 3-5 uh, would uh, be in the mix. But they're playing a banged-up Cleveland team, but I, I believe they want to win this one. They only have a 107.5 implied, which is a little low. Vegas sees them, you know, as an underdog and a low total, so they're looking at most of those studs sitting. So let's try to get that news. We'll have it. It's one of those early 3.30 games, and then adjust accordingly. It's either Holiday or Giannis if they play, and if not, and you, you want to balance out that lineup and go cheaper, uh, I do think the Bucs are going to try to win the game. Um, but, you know, Nawara, Coving, uh, Connington, uh, guys like that may be the step-up guy that you're looking for here. All right, the fourth team is the Atlanta Hawks. They're also looking to win uh, to position themselves in that playing game. And they're playing Houston. Uh, Atlanta's an 11.5-point favorite. It's a 238 total, so another great game uh, to choose from here. Uh, you have Trey Young, um, obviously a great play at 10-8, going against a, a, a terrible Houston defense. Um, you can also look at um, Gallinari, 4-9, Hunter, 4-3, Herder, 4-7, all cheap. Uh, a secondary guy to Young might not be a bad play. Um, Bogdanovich is 5-1, so somebody else you can look at. Uh, Capella at 6-4. Uh, you know, just because it's Houston might be a decent play here. But again, you know, you're going to have uh, some Okongwu in there stealing some of those minutes. But I think Trey's a, a very logical buy-up and one of the mid-range guys uh, for Atlanta uh, could be a strong play as well. All right, the fifth team that we're looking at is the Philadelphia 76ers. <clears throat> it looks as though they've already announced they're playing their main guys. And so, you know, you got Maxie Harden, probably Green, Harrison, and Bede starting. So, you know, you're going to get the full mix there of, uh, of their guys playing it out. I think uh, Embiid wants to – I think he's already finalized MVP, so that's not really a big deal. But, uh, you know, they have the majority of their guys ready to roll here. 
I think uh, it is a risk. You know, you got to make this big decision on who do you pay up for here. Embiid is, is, is a chance, but the problem is Philadelphia's a 12-and-a-half-point favorite against a, a poor Detroit team. So does Embiid get full run? I'm probably not going to go there, even though I know his motivation to finish on a high note. He's coming off just an absolute monster game. Um, you know, I don't think he needs to overdo it here and certainly wants to be in, you know, tip-top shape for the playoffs. So at 11-8, he's not going to be my first option, but I would understand uh, if he was yours because he is in one of, he's one of the 10 teams, I think, that uh, will be, you know, lacing him up and, and trying to win today for sure. Um, secondary spot in James Harden. He's been sort of slumped, I guess, for James Harden here recently. At 10-1, a little bit tougher there. I think I'd rather go uh, in that price range to like a Trey Young or somebody in the 10K rate, uh, region, but uh, he is a possibility. If you're looking for that mid-range, Maxi or Harris at 6-8 and 7-3 are certainly good options as well. All right, the next team on the list is the Boston Celtics. Um, and that's if Milwaukee loses. So that this is one that we sort of can, you know, follow the news because Milwaukee plays earlier. If they happen to lose, then um, if Boston wins, they they uh, take that spot. If if uh, if not, then you know there's uh, they could just bench everybody. So if you're going to play some guys from Boston, you definitely want to have uh, a opportunity here to do some late swapping in the, in the ninth slate. Um, Marcus Smart at 6-1, reasonable. You got your two pay-up guys, Brown 9-4, and then Tatum, who took a rest game the last game at 10-3. If the Grizzlies keep it close, which they very well may, um, you know, Memphis is locked into their spot, but they're trying to get some type of rhythm together. Ja just came back this last game, so we'll see if he plays here. But, uh, you know, if you want to pay up for either Brown or Tatum, very difficult to get to both, for sure. Uh, after that, you know, if you want to go mid-range, again, you've got Smart or Horford that makes sense here. And if you want to go on the cheap, uh, you can go down to a Daniel Tice or Grant Williams. There should get consistent minutes if Memphis keeps the game uh, close. All right. Next uh, team is the Dallas Mavericks. They're somewhat in the same boat where they can move up a spot here, depending on what happens um, uh, with a combination. Basically, if Golden State loses their game, which plays later, then they move up to the three spot. So Dallas um, is going to come out and look to win this game. Uh, San Antonio's already set in their position uh, for the play-in. So um, we'll see if this, if this game stays close enough. That's going to be the million-dollar question here again. And then uh, on top of that, Luca's uh, technical was rescinded by the NBA, so he doesn't have to sit this game. He's not suspended after all. But he's a big, fat 12-2. So, you know, definitely stings there with all of these really good pay-up options. Um, Dallas is favored by 10.5. It's a 224.5 total. So, you know, that's a, it's a tough call. I mean, I know uh, I expect Luca to have a good game. Can you pay 5X plus 10 at the 12-2 number? 
especially if you have control of the game in the second half. I'm leaning towards the similar situation with Embiid here as I am with Luka. You know, you you don't want to forego the top raw points guy on the slate, but, you know, it's just it's not a slam dunk here um, just based on minutes played. I don't, you know, I don't anticipate him playing 38 minutes down to the wire in, in a game like this. Uh, yes, they want to win. That extra seeding spot would help, but not if it's going to, you know, put Luka in any type of harm going into the playoffs. So tough call there. After that, if, if you want to go elsewhere, Brunson does throw some good games on the board at 6-2, way down. Reggie Bullock at 4-5, Dwight Powell at 4-8. Um, definitely have some flavor here uh, at cheap prices that would make sense. All right. We go to the next team. It is the Golden State Warriors. And, you know, their situation is going to be very simple. Um, you know, they'll see if Dallas wins or loses. Um, it's an hour later. Or no, actually, they played exactly the same time. So they're going to come out and try to win the game as well to, uh, you know, make sure Dallas doesn't leapfrog them in that one spot. And it's against the Pels. You know, Golden State's only a five-and-a-half-point favorite. It's a 223.5 total. Uh, 114 and a half implied for Golden State. So, you know, do you go with Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson um, at 8-6 or 8-K? I mean, they're going to get the minutes as long as this game stays close. Draymond Green is is fairly um, affordable at 6-5, and Wiggins is down to 6-6 as well. Those would be the four spots that make the, the most sense to go to here. Um, I think they are going to try to win this game. It, it makes sense for them to um, to go after it. So um, definitely some guys in play there, especially if, if I don't go high for the 12-2 Luka, the 11-8 Embiid, um, you know, trying to get some of these 9 or 10K guys in and stack them up with a little bit of value um, I think is a really good move. All right, next team um, we're looking at here are the Denver Nuggets. They play the eight, uh, 9.30 game as well against the Los Angeles Lakers. Denver's only favored by eight, and it's a 229.5 total. Um, Denver also trying to keep a position in there, but we've got so many question marks. We They're going to wait and see. I think of some of the things that happen and then make determinations right now, basically the whole team is questionable, Morris, Barton, Gordon, even the Joker. So um, news dependent hundred percent here. Um, we need to see who's in and out for this game. Denver does want to win, but it is a combination of things for Denver. It's not like, okay, if this team wins, then, you know, we need to win. There's like three or four different options. Uh, different things that would have to checkerboard themselves into place here for this game to matter for Denver. We will know before that 930 lock. And my gut feeling tells me this game could go south and uh, they may just play the bench completely. And, you know, therefore then we're going to have to look at uh, completely different options. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that one because it certainly would be fun if they did those things fell, dominoes fell the way they needed to, and Denver uh, wants to win it, and then you get the joker at single digits, uh, ownership would be pretty cool. So not something to just completely 
uh, look away from. There are some uh, possibilities of, of something coming forward there that would make that game playable. All right. Um, the last team I'll mention is Utah. They're playing the latest game. And again, that's a situation where their seeding could change depending on some things that happened here. Um, in this in this game, we've got uh, Utah favored by 17 and a half on the road. It's in Portland. It's a 223 and a half total, a nice 120 and a half implied for Utah. So a lot of possibilities here. Mitchell's very affordable at 8-4. Um, you've got Conley at 6K, Bogdanovich 5-5 five, five, cheap. Gobert's reasonable at 8-2. So certainly some buy-up potential here. Obviously, you know, the blowout risk and the fact that, you know, are these guys going to get full minutes definitely is a concern. Um, but they want to win in Portland is going to be scratching and scrapping and try to stay in uh, this game. And if they do long enough, you could get some of these guys to pay off. And if you want to go with, you know, some of the more value of these guys, it would make sense uh, also. So that gives you that really the 10 teams that I wanted to highlight, uh, you know, that I think will be important that are going to try and win. The rest of these teams, even though we know some of the value that's there, are they going to rotate guys? You know, I, there's a lot of different possibilities here. Um, in looking just, you know, briefly, um, you know, Cleveland, as of now, you know, we, we need news on all of this stuff. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, are they going to push themselves? Do they have anybody that's cheap? What I'm looking for is cheap guys um, in efforts that, you know, that matter. And I don't see that with Cleveland, with Houston, you know, you've got a questionable tag on Jalen green. You know, he would be the kind of guy that could, could blow up in a game like this. Kevin Porter has scorched Atlanta in the past. He's a guy you can look at. If Jen goons in, there's another option that's priced pretty well for Indiana. You know, we need to see if Goga or Jalen Smith are going to play. If they're down to just Isaiah Jackson at center and Brissett, at the other big, you know, those guys can be uh, looked at here against a Brooklyn team that does give up some points. So there's a couple of other flyers uh, you can take a run with. For Washington, you know, they're, they're Charlotte, we know, has trouble against bigs. Gafford did not come through the last time. Who knows who they're going to play? We know Porzingis is out, though, so you can at least think about Gafford. Um, Avdia possibly as a starter has been getting there. Uh, just a couple other guys that are cheaper prices uh, that you can look look at. Looks as though Nick Nurse is going to play uh, a lot of his guys, you know, just to get them um, on the same page. Van Vliet, again, are their minutes going to be full? We don't know for sure. But Van Vliet, Trent, uh, Barnes and Siakam, you know, if they're playing against this Knicks team, it's something to consider. Ananobi's questionable, by the way. Um, obviously, uh, we'll see if Mitch Robinson's in. I doubt he will be. That brings a cheap Jericho Sims into play. Obi Toppin is a nice uh, look as he's finishing the season very well to solidify his spot for next season. Uh, the Miami-Orlando game is going to be just uh, pretty funny to see all these different rotation of guys. Not sure who you can really trust here. 
Um, a Mo Wagner, a Chuma Okiki, maybe a Markel Fultz. And then it depends on who suits it up for Miami. You know, Bam's been slump lately. Maybe they'll let him play himself into a hot uh, commodity here. Butler's not playing. So, you know, if you go to the secondary guys, you can get them cheap, like a Struess, a Caleb Martin, or a Duncan Robinson. Um, you know, might not be a bad play at all. Somebody's going to be chucking and ducking uh, for the Heat, and it's probably that group that I just mentioned. So um, may go with a Heat value play on that side also. Detroit's finished, you know, playing scrappy basketball with their youngsters. That group of Hayes, Cunningham, Bay, Livers, and Stewart have sort of finished out the last 10 games of the season together as that unit. Uh, and they're playing well, I mean, for Detroit. They've, they've had some games they've gotten blown out, but in general, they're playing hard. Now, the only question mark is Cunningham, and that's huge, because if he sits, then, you know, Hayes, Bay, even Livers and Stewart all become uh, possibilities here because uh, they're getting good minutes and, uh, you know, they've been scoring the basketball. If Cunningham's in, then, you know, that's a consideration as well. We talked about Philly. That's who's on the other side of the ball for that game. For Memphis, uh, again, we're just going to have to watch and see what the news is with Boston, if they're going to have all their guns playing. Um you know, Memphis, you still may get a good game out of a Bain uh, or Brooks or Moran. So let's see who's in and out. Um, if Boston's going to sit some of the stud defenders, since they're the number one team defensively in the league, um, then we can look at a possibility of going to some of the Memphis guys. If not, then that will pretty much be a pass. For Chicago, you know, you're going to have a lot of guys sitting. Vuk's out, Levine's out, DeRozan's out, Caruso's out. So where are, where are the Bulls going to score their points? And it's not going to be pretty. Um, really, your best bets here, Dasunmu, Javante Green, Patrick Williams, I would say would be my top three. Um, maybe a Tristan Thompson as an emergency big. Um, but there are some guys that will get some stats here for Chicago. Um, not real excited about it, but uh, I think one of those value plays could be in an optimal lineup for sure. For Minnesota, we don't know if Beverly or Russell are going to play. Cat's already deemed out. I like Nas Reed. You know, I mean, I've been on him all year. Whenever Cat sits, I think Nas plays, and he plays really well. He's an underrated guy. He's a, a fantasy points per minute uh, guy when he gets the minutes. So interested in him. We know that Edwards never saw a shot he didn't like. So if he's going to be the, the main guard, main player that's in, if Beverly Russell sit and then you've got, you know, Edwards Vanderbilt Reed and then their backups um, in Beasley and, and all those guys, then Edwards becomes a playable commodity as well. Um, on the Pelican side, um, we don't know if Ingram's going to play. I just, you know, this game, not real thrilled with it. We'll see if Golden State needs to win it. Um, McCullum and Ingram have both stepped up as we finished up the year. Um, you know, let's see who suits up and how this plays out for Golden State to see if the Pels will play some of their key guys. If they go secondary units, they still may get two youngsters, Jones and Hayes, some minutes, and their prices are really good. And if they're looked upon a score, they can. So those are two guys I'm going to keep an eye on. Um, 
you know, we know that the Spurs, God only knows with the Spurs. They're not moving from their spot. They're locked in. Just don't play any Spurs. Save yourself having to eat a bunch of Tums and, and you know, try or else do shots during the watching the pop rotate, you know, guys in from the crowd. So I would not sweat it. Um, and then the, a couple of late games here. Lakers, you know, it's been the Malik Monk, Taylor Horton, Tucker have been guys everybody's been going to lately, and I'm with them. They're reasonable here. Um, the big thing is, is Denver trying in this game or not? You know, we talked about that earlier. So we'll see because they're all questionable right now. If Denver plays the depth of their bench, um, maybe a Bones Highlands, an awesome play. I still think THT's a great play. And I do think Monk's a great play. Remember, he's, you know, playing for a contract next year somewhere. And uh, those are the key guys there. And I do want exposure to this game, uh, even if, if neither team is, is uh, trying to win it. I think that uh, they have a couple of guys from the bench that can really make an impact. And then um, the Thunder, you know, it's been interesting. Simpson, Krejci, uh, I call them uh, Cal- Calif- I'll just call them uh, Kalifatakis. I don't know if it's right. Zakis. Anyway, he's been in the mix. Jalen Horde's been terrific at times. I mean, it's amazing that the numbers Jalen Horde's put up. I mean, it's it's truly amazing. Um, so those guys are in play. You know, I mean, you got to look at them. They're they're getting decent minutes. They're young. Uh, they could care less one way or the other on this game, of course. In fact, they, I'm sure they want to lose. But those young guys are going to get minutes. And you know, probably a Horde is the best play of the group. But you know, looking at uh, Krejci and Simpson, especially, I think, uh, are also reasonable for the Clippers. Really, you know, it, it's George is going to sit. We know that. So it is going to allow some other guys to score the ball. You know, it's guys that we've gone to and busted in the past. The Reggie Jackson's Terrence Manns. You know, I don't trust those guys. Covington, Batum, Zubots. Can they can they get their number? Absolutely can get their number but not a whole lot of trust uh, in this game for me. I think that uh, I'm, I'm better off passing it rather than taking uh, the wrong guy from the Clippers. Sacramento, of course, the Davion Mitchell, Damian Jones, Trey Lyles, those guys have been super popular recently, and, and it makes sense, but they're playing Phoenix. Phoenix says they're playing their guys. They're huge favorites, um, you know, I, I don't think they play their guys big minutes. I'm not playing, paying the money for a Paul, a Booker, an eight, and I just don't think it makes sense. They're huge favorites. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not expecting giant minutes from them, but enough minutes that I don't like the backups either. So, you know, the, the Paynes and, and uh, Johnsons, et cetera, just going to steer away from Phoenix. I'd prefer to go with one of the Sacramento guys finishing out the season strong uh, in a Mitchell uh, or Jones in particular. And then the last game, just to make a quick mention there, of course, the insanity of the Portland Trailblazers uh, has been pretty interesting. Um, We know Utah may want to win this game. Are they going to have to play their guys that much to do so? Probably not. I mean, they're a 17 point favorite as it is, Um, but from the Portland side, they just have a ton of guys questionable. I don't know how they're getting to the eight that they need, to be honest with you. The only guys that I see that are for sure counted in thus far 
are Brandon Williams and Keon Johnson. So I guess those are the two guys to like uh, process of elimination. Um, if they play some of their other guys, maybe a, a Greg Brown, somebody like that, I think they're playable. Um, but, you know, it's it's been so wild with Portland. Uh, they just talk about tanking. Unbelievable this last third of the season. Uh, but maybe maybe a Portland uh, value to mid-price guy uh, makes sense here. And again, if Utah's going to try to really cinch uh, their spot and move up a spot, and play their guys, maybe those mid-range guys, or even paying up for a Mitchell couldn't, might not be the worst unless they blow them out like immediately, which has been happening. So there is risk involved with that. All right. That is the scoop with everything that I can put together here, make sense of it in a time frame that everybody has a chance to listen and build some lineups. As far as prize picks goes, there are a lot of different plays throughout the day that I think make uh, a lot of sense. I like uh, the overs on Kevin Porter, like points scored, fantasy points. I think he gets key minutes today. I don't know if Jalen Green's going to play or not. Certainly it's better if he sits. But, you know, you can really attack that backcourt for Atlanta. I think Porter gets some good run here, uh, you know, to finish out the season. A couple other guys I wanted to um, mention. I think Kyrie Irving could have a very solid game here. Um, people soured on him for a couple of, uh, you know, this last game where he missed some of his numbers on prize picks. I think, um, you know, he certainly uh, threes made, um, free throws, points, I think are all good thing, good uh, overplays uh, for Kyrie Irving. On the Washington side, I think the guy that, if he's listed, I think Denny Avdia wants to finish with a, a statement game. Um, you know, I'd feel most comfortable with him of any of the Washington guys for an overplay. <clears throat> also, Charlotte, you know, again, they're positioning in that, um, in trying to figure out where they're going to land in that play-in situation. So, you know, Ball, Rozier, Bridges, as I mentioned, I like him in DFS. I'm not going to play all three in DFS, but I could play any of the three of them in some of their prop plays on prize picks. So let's look for some good numbers there. Uh, ball assists, Rogier, um, <clears throat> scoring or fantasy uh, fantasy points, and Bridges, same thing. Uh, block steals, I like Bridges uh, as well. So we'll keep an eye uh, on those. Um, for the Knicks, I think Obi Toppin, his numbers are a little high now. But that's a guy that you can play rebounds, points. I think some good uh, plays there as I think he wants to have a statement game in the last game as well. Um, really not looking. I don't like many of the overs at all in the Miami-Orlando game. Um, Detroit-Philly. I like some of the unders for Philly. I just don't think that they're going to have to play extended. So maybe an under Embiid. Um uh, would probably be the play that I'd go there, whether it be po fantasy points or total points. Again, some of these lines may not be up. We're going to see as the day shuffles out, you know, what they're going to post there on prize picks. A um, couple other ones, you know, we don't know the full breadth of what's going to happen in Boston, Memphis, so better to stay clear of that. I do like some of the, the Chicago guys, though. I think Javante Green and Patrick Williams specifically. I like some of their overs 
because they're going to be counted on to score in this game. I think, you know, points, fantasy points, um, all of that stuff is in play for those two guys. And then um, on Minnesota, Nas Reed, I mentioned I like him in DFS. I also like him rebounds here, stocks. I like um, his points uh, as well for Minnesota. Um, after that, let's see here. Really think, you know, Luca's numbers are so high. Don't want to play the under, not going to play the over. Maybe Jalen Brunson, you can sneak in um, for assists or points or fantasy points. Any of the three, Brunson, I think, you know, plays a solid second uh, role here with the Mavs today. Um, like I said, Monk, I think total points uh, is a good one for him. I think he will score. And same thing with Taylor Horton Tucker. Um, you know, I like total fantasy points for him even more because he can contribute in some different areas. I think those guys are safe. Uh, we don't know the scenario with Denver, but if some of those guys sit, I like the overs on Bones Highland. I think he'd be a good play uh, for stocks and points. And then um, other than that, I would say I'm not going to play any of the overs on the Phoenix guys. I think you're still going to get some numbers on Paul, Booker, Aiton. I would play unders on any of their stuff. I just don't think they get enough minutes to get to those numbers if they're even listed. So I'll be, you know, uh, tackling as soon as I see Phoenix numbers come up for those guys. Uh, I'm going to be on the unders. And then in the last game, Utah-Portland, you know, maybe a possibility of an over for a Williams or Keon Johnson just because of uh, the amount of shots and offensive, um, you know, a piece of the, the pie that they're going to be today, uh, regardless of who else is counted in for Portland. So that is it, my friends. I hope that gives you a sort of a unique but thorough look at this final NBA slate of the regular season. I didn't bother anybody with anything but information throughout this entire thing. We got it in in 35 minutes, which is pretty impressive as well. I think that gives you hopefully a good handle on building some of your rosters on uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. If you want to join us and see the full lineups for FanDuel and Yahoo and our co coach's clipboard for DraftKings or our core five for DraftKings, go to dfscoachtalk.com. You can sign up for as little as a three-day pass. Um, we'd love to have you join us. We are killing it in baseball and uh, basketball playoffs. The last two years, we have led the industry in winning percentage. Our NBA playoff uh, percentages have been in the mid to upper 70s, and that is, is documented. So we have really been winning at a high rate um, and cashing on all three sites, uh, DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo!, and now we have prize picks into the mix this year, uh, which we've had some really good success. So could not be more excited for the playoffs coming up. Would love to have you join us for that. You can check out all our memberships, like I said, uh, on our website, dfscoachtalk.com. Check us out on Twitter, at dfscoachtalk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Um, again, check us out. Uh, you know, Shoot us some questions. If you're watching on YouTube, quick thumbs up. That's important to us. Hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, hit that little uh, clock alarm there up in the corner. That'll let you know when any of our podcasts post. 
We have podcasts coming out every day uh, for DFS NBA and prize picks NBA. Same thing with baseball, DFS and prize picks. And of course, our PGA plays, which we're uh, sweating final round of the Masters today, which is exciting. And uh, then we're going to go from there. So thank you so much for listening in. Really appreciate it. Um, check out uh, DFSCoachTalk.com. If you have any questions, just let us know. We'll answer those directly to you and welcome you into the family. So appreciate it. Have a great, great Sunday here. And we look forward to getting back with you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in NBA DFS.